Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 524th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To me, to join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the beginning of NFL training camps, including the Patriots right down the road from where I'm speaking to you. Uh, but the dominant stories, uh, and there's been a lot of them, uh, one stands out, and that, of course, is Sean Payton's surprising tirade against Nathaniel Hackett, former coach of the Broncos last year, and, of course, now working with Aaron Rodgers at the New York Jets. And uh, Aaron Rodgers had quite the response. But let's get to Sean Payton first. Uh, I had uh, met him at an NFL owners meeting a few years back. And, uh, you know, as we all know, he's just a great personality, very likable guy. So this just like shocked the NFL world where he would just basically unload on Nathaniel Hackett. It surprised everybody, including myself. Uh, you can make the case that he's almost the last person you would expect to uh, do something like this. It just seemingly came out of nowhere. And it's just not something we uh, see very often, coach-on-coach crime. And just, again, you know, he's, since Sean Payton has become the coach of the Broncos, he's quietly gone about his business. He's, you know, he's an excellent personality, no doubt about it. Uh, And again, likable. But which made it all the more just kind of unbelievable that he would have talked about a coach who coached, granted, the Broncos last year. They did not have a good year. In many ways, they were the worst team in the league, certainly in certain categories. And that led to, you know, Russell Wilson's, uh, the new quarterback who came over from the Seahawks, being questioned, as in, uh, you know, had he lost his game, that type of thing. And, uh, you know, we all know the Broncos were pretty much a mess last year, top to bottom. And, uh, but, you know, that's passed, and Sean Payton's a new coach now, and up to him to uh, get him rolling. So, again, just surprising and equally surprising was just the strong reply by Aaron Rodgers, who basically ended his uh, defense of Nathaniel Hackett, where he basically praised him up and down and basically said, arguably the best coach he's ever had. But it ended with him saying, you know, that Sean Payton should keep Nathaniel Hackett's name out of his mouth, which is (laughs) pretty, pretty strong statement. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, So he basically is, you know, seems to be loving his time with the jets from the moment he signed. He just, has been, you know, a team leader, a la Tom Brady. Uh, You know, going to Broadway shows, uh, you know, a little different from when Tom Brady arrived in Tampa, where he was basically taking his receivers to the high school field (laughs) to uh, get to know him. And uh, But Aaron Rodgers has just done everything right since the day he signed, as far as being visible, being there, 
embracing New York. They're embracing him for sure. Um, and so it's been fascinating to watch. Uh, given Aaron Rodgers' recent history with the Packers, uh, you, you know, where there was drama, shall we say, the last few years, um, having to do with, you know, camps, OTAs, all that stuff, all of which, now, since he landed with the Jets, he has been just, uh, you know, the perfect citizen, shall we say. So it's uh, it's good stuff, to say the least. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're looking for, uh, you know, off-season drama or training camp drama to begin the season, uh, we're certainly getting it. No question about it. And again, Sean Payton's statements were literally shocking to, I think, everybody. And Aaron's response, Aaron Rodgers' response was priceless. So, uh, on to the next big story. And let's uh, forget, by the way, you know, if we like what we're hearing from Aaron Rodgers and other teammates as well, defending Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, don't forget they're going to be on hard knocks. So, um, that's going to be must see TV. No doubt about it. Um, we're, we're going to get to see Aaron Rodgers uh, away from Pat McAfee, who does such a fabulous job with Aaron Rodgers for the last couple of years, uh, you know, on his podcast. Uh, another huge story, of course, it's the whole running back situation in general, but in recent days, it's been Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. Uh, you know, basically requesting a trade within the past couple days. You know, it's, you know, just part of the overall devaluation of running backs in the NFL in recent weeks. We know Saquon Barkley signed. He had, as he said, an epiphany. Uh, and it's great to see him back in the field. You know, he had his reasons. Great. He's back on the field, and I'm sure the Giants are thrilled. Saquon seems happy. Uh, but that, no sooner did that get done than, you know, this Jonathan Taylor story broke and uh, owner Jim Ursay was, uh, you know, no, no nonsense response, basically saying we're not trading him. That's it. This is just going back a couple days. The story is evolving, so it's changing quickly. Um, and now there seems to be some big uh, situation with Jonathan Taylor having a back injury and did it happen with the Colts? Uh, did it happen off the field, so to speak? This has gigantic potential contract uh, impact. And uh, Jonathan Taylor is arguably, and, and not too arguably, I mean, he, he's like basically the best running back in the NFL based on his figures of the last couple of years. He's a force. And, uh, yeah, ESPN has something on their screen right now. Most yards per rush, Nick Chubb, Gail Sayers, <laughs> Gail Sayers, uh, and Jonathan Taylor's third, 5.08 uh, runs uh, at run average. In his first three years, uh, you see this a lot in the NBA and MLB. Anytime, you know, Shohei on the same uh, chart of greatness with Babe Ruth. Well, if you're on the same chart with Gail Sayers, you're doing very well, uh, <laughs> to say the least, to start your career. So, yeah, so this is like gigantic, especially when you consider they drafted Anthony Richardson high. Uh, surprised a few people, if not a lot of people. Uh, but we all know that a running back or quarterback's best friend is a good running back. At least it used to be that way, and I still think it is. Um <laughs> And Anthony Richardson, if indeed he is going to start, uh, would obviously, I mean, Anthony Richardson is by all accounts, he's a project. Uh, all the physical tools are there, the athleticism and whatnot, but the size, but, you know, his college career with the Gators down in Florida in Gainesville was not great. And, uh, you know, left some question marks, but, uh, so he's a project. And there's nothing more that would help him out than Jonathan Taylor behind him in the backfield. No question about that whatsoever. Sticking with the running back situation, uh, 
you know, uh, Dalvin Cook, who's visiting with the Patriots, been down visiting with the Jets. He's from Miami. Everybody thinks he's going to be ending up in Miami. So, uh, and and he's a game changer too. You you could say maybe he's right behind Jonathan Taylor as best running back in the NFL, or certainly in the short list, along with Saquon, by the way. Um, and Ezekiel Elliott was in town here uh, over at Gillette Stadium, and uh, apparently had dinner with the Patriots. Apparently it went well. So the Patriots are you know they're they're having their Meetings, uh, again, bringing in Ezekiel Elliott, certainly chatting with Davin, Dalvin Cook. They both still appear to be on, uh, you know, Patriots still appear to be in the running for both, but they didn't sign a contract with either. And as we all know, sometimes these meetings are like, you know, if, if it all goes well, you sign him before he leaves the building. That has not happened. And uh, so... We'll see where that goes and, uh, you know, never a dull moment. And lastly, my low light of the week is the Red Sox, Boston Red Sox losing twice over the weekend in extra innings to the San Francisco Giants. Great games. Saturday was especially tough since the Sox scored two runs in the top of the ninth to tie it. Great little rally. Tried to steal second. It was unsuccessful and that was the end of the rally, but it was tied. It goes to extra innings. Kenley Jensen. Gives up a home run on the first pitch. <laughs> or it might have been the bottom of the ninth, excuse me. First pitch of the bottom of the ninth, and that was that. And then they lost again in extras yesterday. So um, great intersectional matchup, to say the least. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how the Sox go from here. They, they've been playing very well lately, very well, before the All-Star break, since the All-Star break. Lastly, baseball trading line, deadline. Max Scherzer goes to the Texas Rangers, and suddenly Max Scherzer, one of the best in the league, as Tony Kornheiser on PTI calls him, warrior god, uh, suddenly he's ending up on a lot of teams, uh, and the, he had to, he signed a, a, a deal, not just for the rest of this year, but uh, for next year as well. Um, big name, we'll see what the last few hours of the uh trading deadline holds and um the Mets are having a fire sale no other way to say it Justin Verlander you have to wonder what's if he's going to go before the before the day is out so now let's take our break and next up is our call-in expert AP Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well so don't go anywhere Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com as humans we suffer when we believe we are not good enough we are taught we must be better look better try harder and achieve more we cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness we don't have to live this way you don't have to live this way Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom 
Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining us, as always. And, A.P., I know you're currently out on the West Coast, uh, which is convenient for us for our next topic, uh, which is the Pac-12 Colorado kind of rocked the Pac-12 a little bit last week, returning to their roots, going back to the Big 12. Yeah, they were originally in the Big, what was then called the Big 8, and they were a a staple back in those days. And the Pac-12, correct me if I'm wrong, knowing USC and UCLA, the the very cornerstones of the Pac-12, are headed to the Big 10. So I think the Pac-12 is now the Pac-9, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think so, John. Yes, I think that is correct. Yeah. So, you know, wow. John, these leagues have been going going at each other for a number of years. Remember when the Pac-12 was trying to get Oklahoma and Texas and some other teams out there? And so that didn't work out. And then so now the Big Ten has lifted USC and UCLA to the Big 12 again. So right. it's it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I have to ask the obvious question: What's the mood out there? You're you're out on the West Coast. Is it kind of like shock, concern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're waiting for. I mean, you feel like you're in a chess game and you have to checkmate point. You're waiting on the Pac-12 commissioner to come up with his move to counter the checkmate. Right, and everybody's saying AP that you know, and I think it was the. One of the coaches out there, high profile, I think from Arizona or Arizona State, um, said, you know, we're, he's waiting for the media deal. And frankly, everybody's waiting for the media deal. Um, yes. That's, you, you know, that's the the first piece. But the second piece is, you know, if and when they get that media deal, will everybody be happy with it? Or will that be the thing that causes them to other teams to right. say, well, this doesn't cut it. Yeah. We're out of here. And, uh, yeah, what, and yeah, boy, yeah. What is the magic number, John? Good bingo. That's it. What is the magic number? Because and let's not forget the magic number is pretty high given the big 10 yeah. and the sec media deals, which are just nothing short of astronomical, especially the big 10. Yeah. Um, which of course is not coincidentally USC and UCLA are going there. Um, so, yes. AP, it's it's a gigantic chess game, you know, and I mean, these are big names, you know, I mentioned Arizona and Arizona State to say that they're fertile right. ground, uh, you know, would be an understatement. But then there's Stanford and Oregon, I mean, two pillars of the Pac-12 that yeah. any any 
any call or, or any conference would just love to have those two. And then you mix in, you know, Cal Berkeley, Cal. Oregon State. Right. Cal. Yeah. I mean, these are they're all super desirable schools to put them mildly <laughs> um, population yeah. centers, things like that. You know, Oregon out in Nike land, just so many factors. Um, yeah. You know, Oregon's one of those teams, AP. You know, when they're playing and you're channel surfing, you stop and watch them. At least I do. You know, you at least yeah. check in. If for no other reason to see the uniforms. Um, right. So. Yeah, I, they have, what they have the colorful uniforms, right? All the changes, right? And Oh, uh, they invented it. They, they play, invented it. Yeah, they uniforms. play fast and loose most of the time, and they're fun to watch. They really are, yeah, um, to say the least, especially under Chip Kelly. But, you know, they, they've been on a run for a couple of decades now. And uh, so, AP, what's, like, the general mood on the West Coast? I, I, my bigger question is, is it a massive story? Yeah, I mean, people are – People are we're disturbed about the college players having this uh, mobility, and now you have the teams with the mobility. Right. So you can imagine the uproar, right? The entire uh, teams, uh, tr- tr- the schedules, and the, you're, you're going over a couple time zones, and you're in the conference one minute, and the next minute you're returning to your prior conference. And Colorado, with all the hoopla they brought with the hiring of uh, their coach. Yep. So that was Dion. positive for them, and now it's a, uh, all of a sudden it's a, a big drop in um, the excitement level to have Colorado in the league for just one more year. And but I, I don't know what to tell you, John. In the next uh, ten years, okay. The main thing, as we always say, and we've heard it in the past in sports, just win, baby. Correct. And, and <laughs> then you're going to solve all your, some of your issues, right? Just win, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, AP, it seems to me... That's all I could tell them. Right, right, exactly. Um, I, it seems to me, AP, maybe even based on geography, that the other Pac-12 teams I mentioned, uh, some of them could easily end up in the Big Ten, which would, before you know it, could become the Big 20. <laughs> and... Uh, but, you know, the Big 12 yeah. geographically would be a fit for a lot of these, uh, you know, for a lot of these teams from the Pac-12 if they chose to yes. uh, leave that conference. Uh, it's beyond fascinating. I, I mean, yeah. you know, I, who knows? John, I, what I don't understand exactly is how could you have UCLA and USC in the conference, state of California, how many people, I don't even know how many people in California, is it 40 million, 50 million? course you have cal and stanford also in california you have arizona arizona state oregon oregon state washington washington state oh washington uh, I Colorado, washington. Utah. yeah i forgot and to mention washington you can't come up with a reasonable television contract to keep everybody excited to be part of the pac-12 i i don't i don't understand it i don't either i i it's weird i know if i'm not mistaken their current commissioner is in his first maybe second year uh, and I think Larry Scott right. was the former commissioner. Um, right. maybe that has something to do with it. I have no idea, but I couldn't agree more AP. I mean, I'm guessing you're like me, the PAC 12, because they're on the West coast and I've always been on the East coast, uh, as have you, um, they're a glamor conference AP. You know, I have fond memories of just, you, you know, 10 o'clock on a Saturday night tuning into, whatever Pac-12 is on and typically yeah. there's a few of them and just enjoying it and watching it. And, you know, I, I, I care and I'll call yeah. the football fans care. Like how's UC, USC, how's UCLA, you, you know, and, but even in Arizona or in Oregon, you know, or a Washington, these are all marquee teams or certainly Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, and Stanford. Right. Uh, right. That's it, a pretty good list. It, Oh, yeah, John, I, I think I'm trying to figure out, and I need to speak to somebody who has followed him more closely, but I'm I'm believing that the demise probably started when they formed the Pac-12 network and they couldn't get it on the different um, cable companies. They couldn't form an association with them. You know, it's so funny you would say that, AP, because 
I've always I've had trouble getting the ACC network in the past, uh, right. but it was the weirdest thing that the Pac-12 network and I talked about these Saturday night late games that uh, for some reason Pac-12 magically appeared from day one on my cable in Boston. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. well, this is cool, <laughs> you know, and. Of course, I said, you know, I started tuning in because it was available <laughs> and, you know, just for yes, yes. various perspective from time to time, you know, whether it was certainly games, but, uh, you know, also like there are various talk shows just to see what's happening. I mean, they have that kind of reach. People care. I care. You care. College football fans and basketball, by the way, and beyond, they care because these are big names. It's just that simple. Um, right. So I don't know, AP, I mean, it is just, it feels like we're at another sort of flashpoint, and the reason's very simple, uh, as we go in towards our first break, that we're talking about a Glamour Power 5 conference that right now feels very, very vulnerable to practically, you know, dissolving, potentially. And I know those are strong words, but you have to wonder. Yeah, it's... It's a it's a dangerous game that they're waiting for this one number for this for this television contract. Yeah, and my last thought here, on the, at least for this segment, is just you know I wonder if it has to do with like you know what I just was talking about. The games come on at 10 p.m. very often, and uh, you know the night games out there for sure. And you know, you know the East Coast they're not getting those East Coast television numbers, and I wonder if that's the problem with. You know the the, the yeah. media deal. You know it just at the end it comes down to ratings, AP, and maybe they just don't get the ratings because of their West Coast, so they're not picking up that East yeah. Coast population centers. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm no, speculating. I think yeah, I think it's the M and W factor, the money and the winning factor. I think yeah. those two things. Yeah, I I think you're right, AP. <laughs> that's uh, that that's the perfect way to end this segment, and. Uh, as always, we have a lot more to get to on the other side. College football is just uh, beyond fascinating this year, as it is every year, but a little more so it feels like this year. And uh, AP, uh, let's take our first break. Still have a lot more to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Want to hunt and gather all your food? Travel to South America for insane wing shooting? Or catch monster 10-pound bass in Florida? Well, this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we'll be doing all that as we go back to basics with Laramie Miller from The Trail, Nate Metcalf with Mojo Outdoors, and Mitch Petrie of Outdoor Sportsman Group. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are 
listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. We're America listeners. Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we spent the entire previous segment talking about uh, the Pac-12 and the news last week that Colorado is going back to their roots and joining the Big 12. And Colorado was uh, a member of what was, back in the day, the Big 12 was the Big 8. Colorado was a member of that. And uh, AP, it's, uh, you know, fascinating news, but it's really all about the Pac-12. They're losing USC, UCLA, as we discussed, and uh, going to the Big 10. Now Colorado is going down, and now they're down to, at this moment in time, you, you know, or soon to be, uh, down to nine teams, and they're waiting on the media deal, and that seems to be uh, the big deal that all their, all the rest of the remaining nine teams are watching very closely, and it's all about media deals these days. So AP, it's just it's a juicy story. It's a Power Five conference, seemingly in uh, in jeopardy. So that's big news, really big news. Yeah, John. I mean, they've been trying to close this deal for a very, very long time. I just have no idea if it's going to be a number that satisfies everybody. And right. of course, they can attract some other teams. I mean, you know, to reach let's say twelve or ten or whatever the the correct number is for them. But this number is uh, the key. Uh, this negotiation by this commissioner and the TV people and all the media rights, uh, it's crucial to the survivor of the league because you can see teams leaving. I mean, if they don't get that, and I'm sure they're already in position right now to make an exit. Correct. You have to assume that they're all at least making contingency plans at minimum. Let's not forget, if I'm not mistaken, AP, the most the most recent media deal was the Big Ten, which was just, frankly, blew everybody away. Everybody in the SEC already had in place a spectacular media rights deal. And uh, so now, so this the standard is really high of what, yeah. Um, yeah. What I, I like about want. that big 10 deal is so many platforms. Correct. Yes. So many networks. I, I don't like one network. I don't like that at all. I'm, I'm really against one network. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Then it's sort of, let's just say it, it starts to slide a little bit towards a partnership as opposed to, you know, independent, media rights deal as it were and uh and you, you know i just don't think it's good i think it's good to spread it out and uh so ap I, it's sitting here right now it's a little hard to imagine that the pac-12 media deal if and when it comes and clearly it needs to be soon uh if it's going to satisfy their members i i i just can't help but have my doubts about that because I think the standard is so high. And then, you, you know, so is the Big Ten and the SEC going to swoop in and, uh, you know, try to take some of these glamour members uh, still there left in the Pac-12? Um, who knows? I, I'm just saying it feels like that's what's happening right now until a media rights deal is is. Reached, reached by the Pac-12. Uh, I can't help but think everybody's jockeying for position, conferences, and the members of the Pac-12 itself. Yeah, it's 
it's it's a strictly business. It's, it's strictly business. There's no other way to uh, clarify the relationship. That, it's one hundred percent loyalty, tradition, all those things that we loved about college football. College. Oh football. yeah. Oh, that long ago went out the window, AP. Um, yeah. You know, being, yeah. being here in Boston, you know, I remember, you know, when BC, I remember it so well when BC joined the ACC. And, you know, I bought season right. tickets like the next day. I did. <laughs> I just thought, right. oh, man, I got to see, you know, Clemson and Florida State coming to Boston. Yeah. Um, not right. exactly the center of the college football world, although BC has right. had some great years and great players start with Doug Flutie and beyond and uh yeah but yeah and the, I mean that was a shocker and then they got Miami and suddenly uh unlike you know the Pac-12 and this all has to do with location and suddenly the ACC was getting all those population centers meaning um they ran the east coast from Boston the whole way down to Miami and right you know, I'll never forget that. Uh, and and then, you know, um, the Big Ten bringing in Rutgers, uh, which, oh, by the way, happens to be in the shadow of, you, you know, the Manhattan skyline, literally. <laughs> and, yes. Yes. and then Maryland, yes. you know. In Maryland, right. Yeah, that, that was very odd for me to see Maryland leave the oh, ACC. APP, AP, sorry. Uh, Maryland is was a very pillar of the ACC given the basketball program and a very yes. competitive football program that's produced great yes, players yes. like Randy White. Um, yeah, so that was, these are the original shockers back in the day. This is my memory of how it sort of all got going. Um, you know, the dissolution of the Big East basketball, uh, still a shame. I mean, they're still around, but we are, I'm talking about when Big East basketball ruled in the 80s, to say the least. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's, this AP, this has been going on for, you know, whatever, 20 plus years easily, this conference realignment. And, uh, but AP, it feels like it's very close to being at like a flashpoint once and for all where, Maybe the long-awaited, you, you know, there'll only be two conferences or whatever, or who knows, maybe it'll just be one big, massive Power Five yeah. conference. That's all there is. Yeah. Anything's possible. It feels I, like. I, I, won't like, I won't like any big super conferences. I don't think I'm going to care for that very much. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. The tradition of these conferences, you know, and oh, by the way, in the early, you know, you know, I lived through being from Pennsylvania, you know, in Penn State. I mean, you could make a case that's the original big move in, at the, yes, in the early days of conference realignment when they went to the Big Ten. I mean, that was a jaw dropper at the time. And I mean, a jaw dropper. I grew up with the Lambert Trophy yeah. <laughs> and the East, you know, and the East Coast teams all playing each other, you know, Syracuse, Penn State, stuff like West Virginia, all of it, all of it. So, you know, I, I was... Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, maybe Joe Paterno had some vision on that subject. He did. Yeah, he did. But he, but he could never rally everybody to get along all these basketball schools that played some football. That's they it. They didn't believe Bingo. in the power of, of football and, and the money that it, it could bring to each school. They, they didn't realize. They're thinking, oh, we win a championship of basketball. We're making quite a bit of money. Um, it's, it's not even close. Not even close. Not it, even the same it, it's league. It's like you're, you're taking, uh, you know, math 101 as, a, as opposed to calculus or something. Or it, it's not <laughs> right. even in the same ballpark. Yeah, and AP, let's not forget that you, you know, I mean, the 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 reason Penn State ended up in the Big Ten was all about basketball, and nobody was overly thrilled. The Big East at the time, as I remember correctly, with you know Penn State's basketball program. So, you know, they would have had a flagship football program and you take what you got with basketball. And, of course, the Penn State basketball program, like many, have, it's grown through the years and is now very competitive, i.e. Yeah. see yeah. last year's NCAA yeah. tournament, right, <laughs> this past year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John, I think you, you, you um, presented the picture that most people don't realize. You have to have a vision. Yeah, Penn State's basketball, just as an example, was at one level. 
But when you were going to join, let's say, the Big East, you were not going to stay the same. The reason you were joining, because you, you had uh, hopes of getting much better and building a program to match the football or, you know, c- come in that category where you're making the NCAA on a regular basis. I think through the years, John, there's been some misnomers. Remember when Miami and Florida State were going to get together in the ACC and that was going to be unbelievable? Yes. What happened? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of, you know, uh, near misses, shall we say, too. Um, no, it's just a fa- fascinating subject. It's been going on for so long, but it does, again, to reiterate, it, it seems like it's at another major crossroads here. Um, and we're going to see how it unfolds. It's just, uh, you know, media-wise for people like you and I, I mean, it's just a spectacular topic and one we have been talking about for years, years and years. And here we are again with just, uh, you know, a fascinating situation, to put it mildly, uh, out in the Pac-12. Right. And, and John, uh, through the years, I think that people with vision, sometimes uh, people have followed their lead and other times they didn't and it turned out badly because their crystal ball was very accurate but they couldn't um, manage to rally the troops well that's it AP and as that, we, that idea yeah exactly and AP just to close out going back to something you just said a few minutes ago if Penn State and the Big East had gotten together uh Penn State's basketball team would have become much better for the simple reason that they would have recruited better for this, for the simple reason that they were in the Big East, period. <laughs> that would have instantly yes. elevated their program, but they weren't seeing that at the time. It wasn't about the current team. It was about what they were going to become because they were playing the great Villanova, Georgetown, all of them, Syracuse. Uh, but AP, we do need to take our final break. Uh, so have a lot more to get to, which we'll do on the other side. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is... Hard to believe, this Thursday, 
the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers versus the Cleveland Browns in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio at 8 p.m. Again, this Thursday evening. And AP, it may be just uh, a preseason game, but the fact is it's the first preseason game. It's the Hall of Fame game from Canton. I know you've been there, and uh, as have I. And uh, I can't help myself. Uh, I, I have to tune in. I always, you know, as long as I'm available, I always tune in to the first uh, preseason game, at least the beginning of it, uh, just to see NFL players in full uniform back out on the field again. Oh, yeah, that's a fun game, John. I always enjoy it, the induction ceremony with the new members for the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Correct. game itself to start up the professional season of football and the football season, really. So, yeah, uh, I love it. I love it, too. I do. And AP, uh, yeah, and Friday, this Friday night, there's a Patriots in-season uh, or should I say preseason uh, practice in stadium and uh, still a season ticket member. So been invited to attend that inside Gillette Stadium. Uh, so that'll be fun. Training camp uh, and Gillette Stadium is just right down the street, literally from where I'm speaking right now. And uh, a lot of excitement here, AP, uh, for the Patriots. I mean, when you win six Super Bowls, you're a brand, period. <laughs> um, and they have elevated themselves to a brand even in the wake of Tom Brady leaving, hard to believe, three years ago. And uh, But Ezekiel Elliott was here in town the other day, had dinner with the players uh, by all accounts, and uh, Patriots are interested, and apparently it was a good meeting, and Dalvin Cook has been in touch too. So, But AP, Mac Jones, he is the story. Absolutely, positively. Uh, this is a topic you know so well because uh, you know Mac and covered his college career uh, up close and personal, one, especially his record national championship year. Uh, AP, it's really uh, Mac Jones. It's all about Mac Jones, period, uh, up here in Boston, big time. Yeah, I guess, I guess you know, they're trying to see if Bill O'Brien can revive his career. Uh, I mean, uh, there was definitely issues last season, no question. I don't think Bill Belichick did, uh, did anything that helped Mac Jones last year uh, with the coaches Correct. that he hired to run that offense. Correct, and everybody's raving about uh, the real offensive coordinator uh, that he brought in from, guess where, Alabama. Uh, he was formerly with the Patriots, Bill O'Brien. Uh, born and bred up here in New England, I think from Cape Cod. Uh, everybody up here loves Bill O'Brien. He is a kind of a classic New Englander, like a classic Boston guy, so to speak. And, yeah. uh, we all remember the screaming match he had with Tom Brady on the sidelines, uh, back in the day against the Washington, then Redskins and AP, you know, I mean, it was just so classic. Bill O'Brien. Um, he doesn't back down from anybody or anything. And people up here love him. And everybody's thrilled to see him back. And and most importantly, all the comments from the players and everything, is they're really excited to have him uh, as their new offensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I like Bill O'Brien. I mean, the people of Alabama, they they criticize him to some degree. Uh, I think right freely so near the goal line a few times in the Texas A&M game, but it, the team averaged 40-plus points, close to 50, and uh, set some records. And, uh, you know, yep, forget there's two sides of the ball, and then there's the special teams as well. So Mac Brown had plenty of offense for uh, Alabama to win titles. No doubt about it. Um, you, you know, it's going to be fun. Um, this feels like a really, really important year for the Patriots, AP. You know, they uh, in the wake of Tom Brady, they've had the season. Then there was COVID, Cam Newton. Then, you know, then they draft Mack. Had a good rookie year, not so good second year. And uh, here he is in year three. And, uh, you know, a lot of excitement. And, oh, by the way, there's massive additions. I was at Gillette Stadium on Saturday walking around the outside. They have the, what I believe is the world's largest 
scoreboard uh, slash TV. Uh, brand new. They've enclosed the end of the stadium where my seats are and have been for decades. Um, it, it's it's a wow AP to say the least, and uh, that's why I'm going on Friday night to, to the in-stadium preseason practice because I want to see the inside right. of the stadium. <laughs> I've seen it now from the outside. Right. It's a wow. It's massive glass behind the scoreboard uh, in the end zone where my seats have been forever and uh, since day one, since Gillette was built. And AP, it's uh, you know, suites and whatnot. It's, it's spectacular looking. It really is. Yeah, John, I'm sure it's a lot of fun for you and I'm almost ready for football to begin. Uh, yeah, me too. Some more things to think to, to accomplish before the summer is through, but it's it's on my mind as always. And me too. Uh, I look forward to the season. It's it's just fun to watch people compete and see what will be the outcome. And uh, un, that unscripted drama, there's there's nothing like it. Uh, there, there is nothing like it, especially the beauty of it to me is simply that you got college football and NFL at the same time. So, you know, never a dull moment. You got weekends are just spectacular. You got Saturday college, Sunday NFL, other days as well in both sports, uh, but they're the same sport. And I think that's the secret, shall we say, uh, to, you know, America's uh, passion, insatiable appetite for football. Um and so it's upon us, but AP, great talking football with you as always. We appreciate you calling in from uh, the West Coast where the Pac-12 is a hot topic. Uh, and AP, can't thank you enough. Your expertise is so welcome and enjoyable as always. Hey, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. And thank you again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.